0: Welcome to this special edition of Collector's Quest. It's episode 11, and we talk about Star Wars.
1: Hi, I'm Kat, and we're here on Collector's Quest in the middle of the week for an episode. So, Johnny, why don't you tell me why we're here?
0: Well, Kat, we're here because of Star Wars.
1: Okay, well that makes sense.
0: No, Kat, I don't don't think you're fully grasping this Star Wars. It yes is,
1: and I'll be all right
0: <laughs> you know I've had my heart broken so many times and I'm back and I'm I told myself I wouldn't get excited but I am and now we are just a few days out by the time this comes up it'll be two days away I hope and um, I'll be doing everything in my power to one not read or see or hear any spoilers to not injure cripple or kill myself to make sure that I get to see it. So does this Trump Christmas then? Uh you know what? I I'm not going to say that if it's bad it's going to ruin Christmas, but it might.
1: Okay. Well, I'm hoping then it's not bad.
0: I'm hoping that as well. Um but we we don't give out movie reviews. We're not here to review movies. Um we should talk about games. So the focus of this episode, for everyone who's listening, is going to be about Star Wars as it relates to retro gaming and what Star Wars place in gaming has been uh, throughout this and like kind of our thoughts and opinions on that. We would also love to hear from you guys. We'd like to maybe continue the conversation online. So after the podcast, go ahead. Once you see the post, let us know what you're thinking and feeling about it, too. Um, But we're going to jump right in and... um, we're going to talk about Star Wars, eight-bit games.
1: Okay, so, starting at close to the beginning, right?
0: Well, yeah. There, we are. We are skipping over the Atari games, and I know there's a few, few of you angry fellows out there shaking your fist at me. <laughs> um, and I look, I have fond memories of some of the Atari games, especially of uh, the early arcade games, Star Wars, like sitting down and. Uh, like in a machine. I, I forget, it. you're like in an egg-shaped arcade machine and you get to sit down and then, like, fly the X-Wing and then there's one that just has, like, a, a control stick on it, like you're piloting the X-Wing. There, there's old ones, but those are kind of outside of where you and I collect and where uh, my knowledge is comfortable. I can only give you anecdotal evidence about what those games were like for me as a kid. Like, oh, yeah, those were really fun, but, you know, actually not very good. Um, Right, fair. So, what we can talk about though is where where you and I have some experience, and that's in in this realm of like the eight to the sixty four bit era. Yes. um, Surprisingly, for as big as Star Wars is, uh, you would think with Nintendo so many movie ports that it, and being that it was on the Atari already, that pretty much not too long after launch we would have seen something Star Wars. But that's not true. We don't actually see a Star Wars game hit the Nintendo. Until I believe 1991, or I'm sorry, 1990. Yeah, that's on the original Nintendo. So that's then. Then you get a sequel. You get Empire Strikes Back, but somehow, some way, they do not put Return of the Jedi out. So you get this like it kills me. This like if you were looking at your shelf, uh you I'm sure you see it. You're like Star Wars. Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back, and uh, game should be there. Return of the Jedi, and it's not
1: exactly. And then it's just on to another game in the in the list that falls on the shelf, right?
0: Right, which it? Uh, my OCD goes <laughs> crazy when I see that. I'm just like, why? Just the Game Boy did it. The Game Boy got all three of them out, so Game Boy got uh, you know Star Wars: Empire and Return, but they have like this weird thing going on um, where they switch companies like in the middle of them. Okay. So if you look at the first Star Wars, it's produced by uh, Capcom, right? So the very first, and it's got different box art, and it says Capcom up in red up the top of the box. But then when you get to the player's choice, it, it says Ubisoft. So you're like, okay, I'm – you know, that's a little confusing um, why that happened. And then when you get over to Empire Strikes Back – it's also, the first release of it is also Capcom, but later releases, same box art, that the little red box from Capcom to a black box that says Ubisoft.
1: And now, uh, most people who have followed your Instagram know that you clearly love Star Wars, so what did you think of the NES versions? Were they good? Were you disappointed?
0: They were hard. Uh, you know, they're like kind of running, gunning uh, platformers. They... Uh, they're a difficult set of games, you know, there's, you know, you, you go across the land, on the land speeder and you like hit these Ks and the platforming is a little hard. The button, uh, I feel like the jump is a little mushy. Um, you know, they weren't, they weren't great. They didn't totally capture me. Uh, they were, they were pretty, pretty unforgiving as far as games go. Uh, especially when in Star Wars, when you get to, um, the Death Star, and you're going up uh, the reactor core. It's really, it's really unpleasant. The game just, it's not a lot of fun.
1: So there might be better options to play versus the NES versions,
0: right? And I, I do want to say, um, for the Sega fans out there, there was a Star Wars on the Master System, but like here's like we were in still weird dead zone where Star Wars had no power because it had been since 1983 since a movie came out, unless you're counting the TV uh ewok movies which no one is it's where like 1985 was the last one of those so you've got like anyways you've got like five or six years where there's been no star wars no one's clamoring for it there's no media outcry there's no social media talking about it you know it's all internal uh want for star wars so great enough to make a game and get it released in europe but not in america so for the master system star wars wasn't even big enough to see a u.s release
1: yeah that's amazing eh?
0: Right. Um, did you throw the A in there because I said U.S. release? Uh, I'm sorry, North American release.
1: Sorry, it's a, just someone? a Canadian thing. It's like yeah. in our grammar, we do it without thinking. It's just part uh, of how I, we work.
0: I'm kidding because I said U.S. and uh, It is correct for me to say North American release because it didn't hit hit either of our territories. Um, so you don't, you don't see anything. You don't get any kind of real fervor for Star Wars um, in the video game world. Until you get to the Super Nintendo. And that's when you get Super Star Wars, Empire, Super Empire Strikes Back, and Super Return of the Jedi. So, and that's really, um, those games I loved on the Super Nintendo. They're a lot of fun, especially Super Empire Strikes Back. I just, I find it to be the best of the three. And uh, the most interesting. Also, Empire is my favorite movie. Uh, okay. From the Star Wars movies and in my my top ten overall. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit biased.
1: Okay, well, that's fair. they you know, your favorites. That, that makes sense, given what you said about the movies.
0: Right. So um, those games were really good. Uh, they were fun. You know, it was uh, some platforming, and then, like, you you know, you've, you start the game. You've got a lightsaber. You're doing all the cool things. You're Luke. You know, and you follow it. You know, all of them roughly follow the plot of the movies. There's no new dramatic things that happen. You know, there's no surprise in there. Right. So, and
1: I, I know you've got a little controversy about these Super
0: Nintendo boxes. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know what is going on with uh, the Star Wars label in the early 90s. But, okay, so Super Star Wars releases on, uh, I think, like, 91. I, I should double-check that. But it releases, and it, it is under JVC. It's a JBC release. It's fine. You can tell it's a JBC release. It says JVC on the box. The manual says JVC. Everything's fine. Empire Strikes Back gets a JVC release. Same thing on the box and manual. Super Return of the Jedi. JVC release. Again, it's printed on the box and manual. Then all of a sudden, it goes over to THQ. And I'm mm-hmm. not sure like what the timing is on all of that. But if you look on the player's choice of Super uh, Star Wars... There's not a company listed at all. So it's like in limbo. I don't know what's going on. The only thing you find on there is LucasArts. Right. Then on just regular printings of Empire Strikes Back, you see THQ. And THQ is now, their logo is there, and it's on the manuals. And uh, those manuals are traditionally black and white um, and made in Mexico. Uh, And then same with Super Return of the Jedi. Manual switches from color to black and white and now it's THQ instead of JVC. So the the THQ versions of Empire and Jedi I feel like are more common. So if you're like me and you just have editions that were bought and you weren't like putting any thought into it when you when you bought it or didn't realize this, you have a box that says JVC and JVC has a very specific way it's listed on the spine compared to how THQ is listed. Uh, in there, so it makes inconsistent box art like uh, spines across the three, which makes me crazy. Again, just pulls the OCD. I'm just like, why doesn't this look right? Like, what my Star Wars ones don't like for Nintendo, they don't look right. For Super Nintendo, they don't look right. There's just no consistency going on. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit maddening. Also, I find uh, the box art uh, for those games to be really like pretty cool for the Super Star Wars and you know Return and Empire. Except for the fact that they write super. It looks like someone took a gold sharpie and just kind of smeared it up in the corner of the title. It's just like the laziest thing you've ever seen. You're like, oh these boxes, they're like they've used some of the movie poster art. They look awesome. They recall all the imagery you want, and then just like, oh just get real lazy here and just write super in gold. Like not not a consistent font, not not like a print, not like a sticker. It, it seriously, it looks like just someone smeared it on there. So for
1: you, it's not like a cohesive box because
0: of this. Yeah, it, it pulls me like, again, super nitpicky and, and uh, probably just weirdos like me. But I I hate looking at it. I'm just like, ugh, why did they do this? What is going well, that'd, on?
1: Well, that'll be interesting. So if somebody's listening and has an opinion mm-hmm. about this, I kind of like to hear if you think that Johnny is crazy or not.
0: <laughs> I mean, most people probably haven't spent the time or ever to even think about it. But now... Go and look at it, and you're going to see the same thing I did. You'll never unsee it. You're just always going to see it now and be like, that is ugly. Johnny's right.
1: Yeah, it's always going to be there. You're never going to be able to erase it. So if you do decide to pursue this, bear that in mind.
0: Right. So the, the other interesting thing about the power of uh, Star Wars at the time and shows kind of how negligible it was is if we flip over to the Sega side, you figure, oh, well, Star Wars already has a relationship uh, with Sega since they released that Star Wars on the Master System quick note about that Master System game it has an exclusive uh, they just released Star Wars um, it, it's the same one as the Super, or, I'm sorry, as the Nintendo one, so it, it's basically the same, the graphics are a little bit different there's some c- good videos where you can see some side-by-sides on the different uh, like what the differences are, but they port it to Game Gear and it gets an exclusive level, which um, is kind of neat Right, and it does, that's not on any other version of the Star Wars. You get a, a Leia level where she's giving the plans to R2. And then the Game Gear has kind of like a weird inconsistency because it doesn't have Empire Strikes Back, but it has a Super Return of the Jedi.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: So, so it gets like Master System, Master System Star Wars, and then like a weird split. Uh, kind of port of Super return of the Jedi, so game gear's like in a weird place, and then on the Genesis where you'd think you'd see some action, nothing it's a dead zone, no Star which is Wars kind
1: games. of unusual you'd ex- I, I the same way I'd expect to see something for
0: that right you would expect to see several games right? yeah you would see uh, something and like there, it's not like today now people take the Star Wars license, they run with it, they make a you know game off of any. Any loosely related idea to Star Wars, it's a game. Right. Back then, this was not the case. You know, you just had this. Uh, we only follow the movie trilogies. These are simply movie tie-in games. That's it. And then, uh, what Genesis kind of does get later on um, with the 32X is Star Wars Arcade, which was a pretty awesome game. That was the trilogy game that was out in the arcades in mid '90s. And the 32X brought that home, and uh, but that was the again for that era. The Game Gear games and uh, the 32X one are the only one that pop up. So it's kind of a, a weird thing. Uh, there there is Sega CD games too. I, am, I want to correct myself. Sega CD is where you see the first instance of Star Wars Rebel Assault. Okay. So that's the first time you kind of see a Star Wars Rebel Assault, and then weirdly it's also on the 3DO. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so if, you are, if you're if a completist and you're looking for all those Rebel Assaults, be sure to pick up your 3DO copy today. Because <laughs> that's then, always what you wanted. Right, and then if you saw on my Instagram post um, the worst titled Star Wars game ever, which is the chess game. It's the software work, Toolworks Star Wars Chess.
1: Now, i got to ask, have you actually attempted to play the Star Wars Chess?
0: I have played it a few times.
1: And how is it? It
0: is frustrating and stupid.
1: <laughs> is it, like, at least interesting when you get to a point and they're, like, in a battle on the chessboard, or is it literally just chess?
0: Uh, you know, it's been a while since I've even fired it up. I believe There's some, like, specific rules, and, like, you kind of choose your monster, so it's kind of more like monster battle. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's, it was, like, fine. You know, it's just, like... I hate plugging in the Sega CD, like especially back then when I was playing it, because I had a friend who had this system live, and his dad bought him this, and um, we were trying to play uh, this stupid chess game, so it's like trying to plug in, and he had a Model 2, so you're trying to get the Genesis plugged in, the six like wires that you have to plug in, the two, the two power plugs, all the video, just rigging that system up is kind of a mess it's just too much work right it is a lot of work especially like you know when we were we were transferring it from room to room a lot of times so we were like moving it from one tv to, to another in the living room and we just didn't we had mostly genesis games and this tv only had like one one extra plug by it so you couldn't even use the sega cd when you were out there because there was nowhere to plug it in right right so they didn't i guess strip plugs weren't as prevalent Back in, like, 1995. Well, I guess that's fair. Maybe, God, maybe earlier than that. Maybe it was, like, 94 or 93. No, it was a long time ago.
1: Oh no, well that's all right. You don't, I am, uh, like, blown away by all of your Star Wars knowledge, so if you, you know, are not sure of your timeline for an extension cord plug, that's fine.
0: Yeah, it, well, I mean, yeah, because a long time ago, a lot of Star Wars games have come and went since that day.
1: Yes, Definitely.
0: So you know that's kind of your eight bit 16bit picture of the Star Wars world. It's pretty loose right there's you would expect there to be more Star Wars games yes, and there isn't
1: yeah right. because if I'm right that later on as we get down the road there is an overwhelming amount of
0: Star Wars games. Well, it definitely starts to pick up right It starts to by the time we get to the 64 things start things start to ramp up okay, yeah. So, I mean, and I know you have some experience with the 64, right?
1: I do. I've actually played three of the four of them.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Some I liked, uh, some I didn't. Um, I believe the first one to come out was Star Wars Shadow of the Empire in '96. Um, I'm not terribly fond of this one. It's a kind of a third person shooter um it's a really early obviously in the life cycle of um the n sixty four so I shouldn't probably be as hard on it because I think it probably is good for that time era
0: it you know it it's an interesting game um one because you this is i mean you've got Rebel all you have these Star Wars chests, but this is like a game that that the Lucas films machine and Lucas games they are totally pushing this game and here's this the special thing here's some star wars nerd knowledge for you it is because this game is an official tie in to the star wars universe this is yeah. this is canonical so that i mean at the time they have since, like errated all expanded universe stuff but this game takes place in a time frame which we hadn't visited either and that takes place in between empire strikes back and return of the jedi and, um, you know, you're fighting Shizor, I, I think his name was. You're going to have to forgive me. It's been since 1996 since I read that book. And that's the other thing. It was based off of a book that was released at the same, uh, around the same time frame um, that Lucas Films had officially licensed. And, you know, it was about uh, a group, uh, like a smuggling group called the Black Sun, I want to say. And, okay. <laughs> yeah. And it was, you know, uh, the, the hero was Dash Rendar. I, I want to like, and he had a ship that kind of looked like the Millennium Falcon as well. And, you know, he was kind of, you know, was kind of like Han Solo and Luke Skywalker blended into one character. You know, there was a, a lot going on. Um, so while I don't remember the exact storyline of the game and if it follows all that, um, I, like you start off on Hoth and then with uh, the Hoth battle and then you get like the third person shooter view so the game kind of mixes some views but like what makes that game special is more of of what it represents outside of the game that it's this official tie-in and it's you know the first time we've seen something you know officially Star Wars that's not just like a book or something random that uh, that adds to the story rather than just you know tax on to existing material right so like a new step you know a new direction for Star Wars right so that that's kind of what makes it interesting and so like my memory of it is a little more positive but also I was just trying to eat up anything Star Wars at the time It was like whatever I could get my hands on was pretty good. I mean I was also like reading the novels and stuff that was like you know I was I was doing a lot of nerdy things I could I could uh, uh could have probably spent my time a little better than reading uh, almost all of the Star Wars. Novels like I've read The Courtship of Princess Leia, it's a real book. And well,
1: you're well prepared for this podcast,
0: <laughs> true. Yes, What yeah, okay, that's about the only positive I've got out of that. So let, let's move on.
1: Okay, so uh, let's keep going with N64. Um, um, in 1998, Rogue Squadron came out, and I did like this a little bit better. Um, It's kind of an action and shooter. I think what I liked about this is that the levels are more like mission objective based, which I I don't know. I I found the format. I liked it a little bit better. The controls are better. It looks a little nicer. Of course, it's again, two years later, right? Right. And uh, so I did like that one a little bit better. Um, If I remember correctly, it um, was one of the earlier games to take advantage of the expansion pack.
0: I believe you are correct.
1: Yeah, which was kind of neat. So I did like that one a little bit better. Like I said, with Shadow of the Empire, I think I'm a little hard on it, just comparing the two of them. Uh,
0: I, that's fair. You know, what are you going to do? It's your yeah. opinions, your opinion.
1: Exactly. And what did you feel? Have
0: you played Rogue Squadron? I'm I sure you've played them all. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I I played it. And, you know, I liked it. It was good. I you know, I love Hoth battles, but I don't really love space battles like okay. in Star Wars. So It's kind of like a, a weird mix for me. You know, okay. I, I like, I like seeing like the walkers and stuff, but I, you know, I don't really care about like, like I like being in the Death Star Trench, but just like in the middle of space dogfights just reminds me of plain Sims. So I don't really love that.
1: Right. That's fair. That's a fair point. And then we'll move it along to next, obviously in 1999 is Star Wars episode one racer, which is, you know, it's a good racing game. I actually like it. I remember playing it lots. Um, it showed up in one of my more recent posts for, uh, you know, what racing games are good on the N64. So it was one I liked. I liked that, you know, you had you had your, like, free race mode and, and you could play against somebody or you could just play your basic, like, tournament mode,
0: which I really liked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode One Racer was uh, really fun. And what I actually like better than that is the sequel that comes out, um, and I just posted a picture of this one on the PS2 is you get Racer Revenge. Oh, I I
1: haven't played that one.
0: Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. And, like, right now, you can download... If you have a PS4, um, they've got a download code out for it. You can play that. You can also download Super Star Wars and then Bounty Hunter and a couple other games um, that have been re-released for the PS4.
1: Awesome. And then following that one is the one that I have not played on the N64, which is Battle for Naboo.
0: You know, um, I've not played it. Not gonna lie to you, haven't haven't played it at all. I you know, at that point I was heavily into uh, training for the military and was kind of locked away, so Fair I was I wasn't there was like a weird period for like two years from like ninety nine to two thousand one where I was doing exactly zero gaming. So I okay, felt, like there there's like just holes. Like I wasn't out to see movies during that time frame. I didn't hear music. Um, you know, there's this song like called the way and i forget who it's even by but um it's like it was a popular song i guess heard it for the first time like a year ago i guess oh my goodness top of the chart yeah it was like oh my wife's like you've never heard this song i'm like (laughs) nope guess i missed it so yeah i've got like a weird hole in my memory uh for for two or not not a hole in my memory but a gap in my pop culture knowledge for two years
1: all right, well, then I guess as anybody who's played it, let us know if you liked it, if you didn't like it, what your feedback was on it.
0: Yeah, I, I would like to hear a little bit about that. I mean, I've I've seen some video and it doesn't look that special, but I will say this about it. Uh, from a collector's standpoint, it is the more rare of the, the games on the N64 of all the Star Wars titles since it okay. was the last one released and then. Um, cause I think it was like 2000, right? That was really, yeah. 2000. 2000. Right. So, um, yep. That's, that's it. I, I find it hard to find the box in good condition. Okay. Fair. Yeah. So that's about all I can contribute to battle of Naboo. <laughs> well, we
1: got three out of four. That's good enough.
0: <laughs> right. So, and then, you know, so that, that kind of amps up, right? You've got that. And then what you really have going on at the same time is you have, um, the playstation games which are kind of changing the star wars landscape a little bit and you know they're they're finding you are finding a good market because you get games like dark forces you get yes. Re- rebel assault 2 you get episode one the phantom menace if you care about that you get jedi power battles you get star wars demolition like during the playstation life cycle i mean also that you get some of those on the dreamcast which those eras over. you get episode one racer jedi power battle center and then also star wars demolition Um, but the playstation like those games did well enough that most of the star wars games had greatest hits right so now you're seeing things again outside of just these are movie tie-in games uh for a collector you know the rebel assault is its own thing dark forces super big on the pc so are the rebel assault games right and now these are taking place. Uh, you know, you're getting them into home consoles, while well, traditionally this was just the arena of games you would find on the computer. Right now, um, games like Jedi Power Battles, like even though it's an Episode One game, it's not following necessarily the plot of Episode One. It's an expanded area. Star Wars Demolition um, is like uh, what's that game? Uh, like Vigilante Racer? You know, it's wow, well, man. What is that game? But it's essentially, it's made by them, and it's like a Star Wars kind of race, blow-things-up blow, blow things up game if you've never played it.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, I think it was like Vigilante 8 or something. It's an N64 title.
1: Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I've heard wonderful things about Dark Forces. That seems to be kind of the recurring PS1 one everybody keeps telling me about. I've never played it.
0: Oh, yeah, it's it's fun. It's a good yeah.
1: one. Yeah. Well, it's worth taking out the PS1 then and giving it a playthrough. I will do that in the near future.
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's sequels. Maybe play them on the computer. Get a, yeah, a better look at them. Because it's not actually aging super well.
1: Yeah, not the produced game. Maybe going back and playing it?
0: Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just checked. It is Vigilante 8. Okay. Like it is the game that made it. It's kind of similar to Twisted Metal. and It's, you know, it's not your standard Star Wars game. It's kind of, it's got like a mix of the prequels and... Also, the original trilogy. So you're seeing like stuff cross over in that world, which you hadn't really been doing much of before. So other stuff existed outside of the original trilogy at this point. Happened in the prequels, and now you're finally seeing some that kind of mesh. And there was also in this one there was a Star Wars fighting game. Oh, uh, too, uh, in for the PlayStation, and it, it wasn't super well received. But if you wanted to battle Star Wars characters against each other, it was called, like, Masters of the Kazi Kasi. or K-A-S-I is okay. the word.
1: Interesting. So, and is that okay. better than the battle chess?
0: Yeah. I bought this game on, I was on base uh, when that game came out, and I was super excited. I, I bought it day one and get back to my military dorm and played the hell out of it. Awesome. Uh, well, I don't know about that. Well, maybe a... if it
1: wasn't as good, it's not awesome. But... Right.
0: Uh, I mean, I just really like just the idea that I could be Luke Skywalker and hit things was pretty cool. That was, that was enough for me. Okay. Eventually lent it to someone, never saw it again.
1: Okay. Well, I guess there are worse games to lend out and probably not get
0: back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've since rebought it, and I think I picked it up for like $5, so it's not the end of the world. Okay, so a reasonable price title. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's your realm, right? That's that's the world of, of classic Star Wars games in the 8 to 64-bit era that's really happening. This is before you hit Xbox, PS2, um, you know, it's before GameCube and all that starts to take over and really expand where you are, and, and then like portable Star Wars games. And this is what that, that landscape for collectors look like. It wasn't overwhelming. There's a lot of games. Like you still got the portable games, like for Game Boy Color. There's some Episode One tie-ins. You get Episode One Racer there. You get a game called Yoda Stories. You get Obi Wan's Adventure. You know, but outside of those, there's not too much new stuff. When you start to get blend in that Game Boy Advance and GameCube forward, that's where the games start. You see a lot of cross-platform games, and there was some of it with Star Wars, but not on the level. Because you start to see collector's editions. Right. You start to see themed consoles. Like right now you have the PS4, which with Darth Vader on it, comes with a special controller. You can buy, you know, get the Disney Infinity Pack that has, you know, several of the Infinity characters in it. As well as the Darth Vader console and controller. You can buy the Darth Vader controller separately from Walmart. That's got really ugly, like, I, I think it's really poorly done actually. I don't know if you've seen it.
1: I haven't seen it. Not not in person, anyway.
0: Okay, well, it's, like, black, mainly black, and then white, and then it's got some red buttons and some blue buttons. Like, it's not, like, a good red. It's more of a soft brick red. It's just not good. It's not like a crisp Darth Vader red. It's not, like, lightsaber red that you'd expect. It's just not passing your standard. No, and then, again, OCD comes down. Like, one of the trigger buttons is red, and then, like, one's blue. And does that bother you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they should be cohesive. Yeah, well, I mean, it's on different sides too. It would be different if like one trigger was like if the triggers top triggers were red and then the bottom ones were blue or something. Right. Even that I wouldn't like. But they're like mixed from left to right. I can't do it, cat. It's just a deal breaker for you. It's I like if there's anybody who wants to buy a Darth Vader controller, it is absolutely 100% me. More than most <laughs> things, I want to spend. I don't even need another controller, but I want to. I want to buy one.
1: Yeah, because of um, the connection, because
0: right? Because Star Wars. That's yeah. I mean, just give me a reason. I, f- I find the PS4 console to be ugly, super ugly, as a matter of fact. I think the Darth Vader head they put on it, really ugly. I, I, you, I want someone to to chime in on this. Does anyone else find this to be, like, ridiculously ugly and not, like, just not a good look? They got that. The controller's ugly. They did a, a white PSP, which was pretty cool. Right. They did do a console for GameCube, but it wasn't like the sweet, fantastic ones or anything. You just got an episode one racer box. Oh, okay. So it's just a standard console, but episode one box, episode one racer box. It's cool because it's like, it's black. You're like, oh man, this is awesome. Like maybe I'll get like a, nope. (laughs) So I am one of those people who who hates the prequels because I've seen both sets of movies and I'm, uh, you know, reasonable. That's why I hate them.
1: Well, I guess from everything you know, you should have a good opinion to base
0: it on. Well, I've got like super nerd rage, like, right. I've been spending years building up my knowledge on Star Wars to have it basically taken a dump on uh, in, in the new movies, which is why I'm so I can't tell you the amount of stress and anxiety I feel. I'm not really an anxious person very often, but I've got a great deal of anxiety going on right now with this new movie sitting in front of me I'm I can't I'm not seeing it on Thursday because I don't want it to be bad and then have to go to work Friday like this is oh, a okay. real consideration like because I will be if it's really bad I'll be moody at work and I I'm afraid that my level of professionalism will slip a bit <laughs> if this movie is bad like I you know I just don't want to put that on any of my coworkers so I'm seeing it Friday directly after work and yeah, I've got a friend who's just like me my best friend and we're We're going to go do that. Do you and your husband have plans? Um,
1: We are going to go see it. I don't know if it's probably going to happen um, before Christmas. Um, His sister, my sister-in-law gets in, which means that it will be Donkey Kong Country from now until they leave.
0: No. (laughs) Yeah. No, Kat. (laughs)
1: So I think, unfortunately, with Christmas, we're going to be a little delayed. But, um, you know, if you go on a weekend, at least if you're terrible to be around, you have the weekend to get it out.
0: Well, I'm going with someone else who will be terrible as well, who who will be worse off than I am. So I'll have someone to cry with and and commiserate with. My wife is also going moral support. She She likes the movies, but she's not she has no emotional investment in them. I do, like part of my collecting, I've collected a lot of the, the games for it. I used to buy the toys as a, I wish I could say kid, but it was more like a teenager, young adult. So I right. like buying toys for it. I mean, also, obviously, I had them as a child, uh, along with my Nintendo stuff. But these were like, these are things that are deeply wrapped into uh, my psyche. So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling feeling a little weird about it.
1: So are there any games that you're playing before this movie comes out Are you want to like I'm going to play this this and this Star Wars or I,
0: I am I'm actually replaying the Super Nintendo Super Star Wars Empire Strikes Back in return played through Super Star Wars today gonna play I've been playing some battlefront on and off so I'm doing some of that as well and then I'm gonna play some racer revenge that's that's my hierarchy of uh, games I'm gonna play. I might go try and play through the original Star Wars on Nintendo, just because I find it hard. And I might gr- yes. I might grab the Game Gear one to play the exclusive uh, Leia level, just to, because I've never, I mean, I've seen it, but I've never actually played it.
1: Right, and if you had to say your, because obviously you love Star Wars, your
0: favorite Star Wars game. Super Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Yeah. That was easy. Yeah, you yeah. had that one already right off your top. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. That was, my cousin and I used to sit around and talk about how awesome it would be to finally have a good Star Wars game. Like, we want to play a Star Wars game. We Oh, our friends say this one's on the computer. We didn't have a computer. We had a Super Nintendo. Like, we just wanted something. And Super Star Wars was fun. We were like, okay, this is cool, but we didn't really get like the satisfaction of having a lightsaber very often. So it wasn't until, like, Empire, like, you got force moves all of a sudden. You've got a lightsaber. It's just the right movie too, right? Since it's my favorite Star Wars movie, just everything right. about that one was the the best possible situation. Awesome.
1: Well, that's good. That's a good favorite then.
0: So, did you play through any of them? Are you are you prepping at all?
1: Um, I was playing a little bit today. I I gave Shadow of the Empire another go. Still not loving it. Right no. <laughs> still not loving it um just doesn't doesn't do the rogue squadron as much better for me and obviously star wars episode one racer is just a fun game anyway so um i have never played the one
0: on 32x so i'd really like to play that yeah that's a good one also a quick collector's note on that game there's an nfr version of it as well so keep your keep keep your eyes out for that i believe it was just packed in with one of the 32x's so not, oh, good not, not like a rare nfr just just one that's out there.
1: Yeah, still good to know, right? Right. Because I didn't know that actually.
0: Yep, that is uh, that's a true statement. If you are looking to complete your your collection for thirty two X, you don't have to count it. I mean, count it as a variant or whatever. But there's not too many NFRs for that system, so you might as well grab. Them.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a small library.
0: Right, and it, it, right. Uh, it's like twenty something games or something. Just pick up the extra two NFRs that are for that. The other yeah. one is virtual fighter.
1: Oh yeah. I didn't know about that one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Awesome. Well, no, it was interesting. I certainly learned a lot, uh, listening to everything that you know about it. And it was kind of cool to recap the games, um, going through the, you
0: know, the years. Right. And, and like, I just want to put this episode out as a, like a kind of a quick hit, like a, a taste. There's, a wide breadth of Star Wars games, especially after you get past the 64-bit era. Um, if you ever look at my YouTube channel, I did kind of a version of this a couple of years ago, kind of a shoddy version uh, where I do a checklist. I'm currently revising that checklist. I'm Mr. Johnny Aucci on uh, on YouTube, if you were looking for me, where I have a few videos up. But the checklist, there was kind of some mistakes, and I wanted to there's some real inaccuracies, like you can't just go to sites like Nintendo Age or Wikipedia and search for Star Wars game list. Like you'll get a rough list, which is like a good overall idea, but it's just not complete. So what I'm doing is something a lot more uniform. I don't know if I'll have the checklist done by the time this comes up, but if I do, it'll be posted on my blog and you'll be able to, to download it from there. It'll be like in a shared Google document. Uh, and it'll just have broken down by system, um, at least for Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, Xbox, what's going on. So far i finished Nintendo. Like I've got a list of a, a bunch of the accessories that like came out for Nintendo, like a 3DS Boba Fett case. I would like to tie pictures into this one day down the road, but for now, uh, you're just going to have to deal with titles uh, that you can look up, you can search eBay for. Um, but
1: it is going to be the comprehensive list.
0: Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be very comprehensive. It's going to be a lot more than people are probably expecting. Um, like I've already broken down the Disney Infinity like list, which you think, oh, that's not a big deal because there's like 19 individual figures, right? But that's not exactly true. There are 50 total variants that I've uh, figured out. If you are from a collector's perspective like if you were saying oh i wanted to buy all of those because you have this game was released on several consoles it was released on the ps3 the ps4 the wii u the xbox and the xbox 360 so a starter pack all of a sudden that's 5 systems so you, wow so okay now that's that's there but then for the ps4 it had like a special a special bundle right it had the star wars saga bundle that came out on the ps3 and the ps4 which would included uh, a special boba fett that was the only way to get that one he will eventually be uh an, put out, out as an individual figure mm-hmm. you can buy on shelves but right now he's just an exclusive to that to that starter pack okay so there is a lot of them then. right and then there's a console pack right so you can uh for the ps4 it came with the, the console and it came with the, the saga pack which came with like luke leia anakin uh, Shoko Tano, and then Boba Fett. Um, so it came with all of those. And then, like, right now hitting is um, the the new f- figures for um, The Force Awakens, of course. So you got like, your Finn is out or coming out soon, Kylo Ren, um, you know, Rey, and uh, Poe Damon, or whatever his name is, is out now too. Um, so there's it tells you where they are. Also, there was a bunch of like retail exclusives, like oh this figure was only sold at Toys R Us, oh this figure has a light up lightsaber versus this other version of it where lightsaber doesn't light up, and that's all listed there. So oh interesting. So you know it's I I, I put in the time and the effort into it, so I hope you guys check that out and like just take a look. Um, maybe I'll post the list up even if it's incomplete because it's a it'll be a document that's a work in process. You'll be able to see it. You you can download it and save it yourself, or copy and paste it. But you won't be able to physically edit the document. But this way, anyone who's uh, really into this, and if you want to do like a, you know, an insane collector's version uh, for video games where you collect all the Star Wars games, kind of, I'm working. I'm always kind of working on that in the background, and like go through the labor of finding all the variants and then, you know, posting those up. This would be a, a really good place for you to start awesome and it's like i i I did that with harry potter too so like uh i'm experienced in doing this and i think star wars list of games is going to be much bigger than uh, the stuff to buy for star wars is going to be a much bigger list than um what harry potter was
1: right so there's you'd have to amass quite a bit if you were going to have everything
0: yeah it's going to be it's going to be a large list like i said if you just went for individual figures there's only 19 but if you wanted all of them you know, you're going to have 50-some versions uh, of figures out, and then, like, several starter, five different starter packs, well, five, six, seven starter packs you would have to have. You know, it, it's a lot.
1: Yeah, that's amazing, though. We, I'm excited to see this full list because I don't
0: think I have a grasp on exactly how many things there are or how many games there are. Right, and the other thing I did was, like, a list out the variants there, like, oh, this one was JVC this was THQ, you know those kinds of things. Oh, Capcom, not Capcom for, you know, it it's all in there. Um and if I if I've missed anything and you know I've missed something, hey, please let me know. I'm going to miss stuff, like especially in the accessories. It's not going to be a comprehensive list of the accessories. Just kind of the major ones I found uh pretty quickly. So if you but if you see something and you know something, then uh, you know, if you see something, say something. Yeah, good <laughs> to know, that's right? That's the line goes, right? See something, say yeah. something.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah let's do it. It's a good place to use it. Yeah, t- so tell yeah. me and I will add it to the list. Like, uh, that's This is how I tackled with the Genesis Cardboard list. This is how I did the Harry Potter list. I just start trolling through it and it, it becomes uh, a labor of love where it's just like something I'm continually editing uh, as it grows because like that Disney Infinity list, it's not going to stay there. right? That's going to grow. Xbox games is going to be more of those. going to be more PS4 games. You know, we're we're just taking this, and then, you know, how many more Star Wars movies do we have? Well, we've got the next two movies after this one release, plus all the individual spin-offs that they're doing, so there's five more movies after Force Awakens at least. So, the Star Wars gaming franchise is, is going to explode, and it, it's going to be hard to keep track of, especially with things like special editions and, you know, retail retailer exclusives, but I, I hope, to, hope to get my mitts around that, and and wrangle it all into one place for collectors to find.
1: Yeah, well, you've got a good start on it, right?
0: Yeah, pretty good start. Def- you're set up for 8 to 64-bit right now. You're good to go. It's uh, once we start moving past that that uh, the list is lacking. Right. So, All right, I, I think that's all. Uh, I mean, I could sit here and talk about Star Wars all day. We could go into it. But, uh, you know, from a collector's point, none of these games are super rare right now. None of them are very expensive in this... In the genre, uh, there. You know, so if you want to make a collection, just like a retro collection, and that you focus on, some people do series, you know, some people are intensely into Street Fighter. They collect all the Street Fighter games. So if you want to do that for like retro Star Wars games, it's not too bad, you know, as, right. as far as if you're going to spend your money. And, uh, you know, Star Wars is always something that's going to hold some sort of residual value if you're looking fe- fearing dips or something, because people love Star Wars. But they're yeah. also. Never going to be truly – they're probably all going to be common games because, you know, you just make a ton of Star Wars games because a ton of people like it.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough.
0: All right. So that's it for me. Be sure to look for us on Instagram. Where are you on Instagram, Kat? I'm at CatSylvania, K-A-T-S-E-L-V-A-N-I-A. And I'm J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I on Instagram. The website is GameOverJohnny.com. And YouTube, if you're looking for some of my videos, is Mr. Johnny Aucci. Um They they aren't the best. I'm just gonna throw that out. Don't judge me too harshly. I'm not a cinematographer. Fair enough. All right. Good night, everyone. And please post in. Let us know. Let us know what you thought of the movie. But don't do that till after Friday. I'm gonna try and convince Cat that she should see it this weekend. And um, you guys, let us know what you think about Star Wars collecting what's going on with the movie what's going on with the franchise we want to hear from you